Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. Good evening, folks. Welcome to our rendition of the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. I'm Dave with Ty and Jay, and welcome back, Nick. Or should Thank I you, say, Dave. should I say Rex Jenkins, perhaps? <laughs> Alias. Uh, we got one hell of a shoe for you this week. A shoe? Why did I fucking what do we have a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> one hell of a shoe. <laughs> Dave, you had one job. Write the intro. My dad. One hell of a show for you. Uh, <laughs> we got some new news. And as I wrote this, I just realized, figured out what the term news comes from. Fucking events that are new. Do you guys know that's where the news comes from? Events that are new? I assume that's what it is from I know, anyway. I know that now. Okay. Well, that's neat. I feel like you just brought the news to me. Some, <laughs> that is some real shoe-stopping news. <laughs> Stop the shoe, folks. Stop the shoe. Stop, Stop the, the shoe. shoe. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, this week, we got some births, we got some rebirths, and some obituaries this week. Sounds like a mix of emotions. Not sure how to cope with that. Cycle of life, Dave. Cycle of life. Yeah. Well, speaking of coping, Melvin Gordon, drinky, drinky, speedy, speedy. He's, uh, <laughs> uh, according to Benjamin Albright, he sounds like a smart guy. Uh, Broncos running back Melvin Gordon, number three, could be facing a three-game suspension under the new CBA for the DUI he received late Tuesday night. And uh, obviously there's other impacts, you know, but we'll, we'll just talk about the fantasy impact. That this, uh, well, luckily, there wasn't have. an impact. Yes, that's a good point. You know what? I, I actually, I think the biggest the news on this is his blood alcohol level was actually higher than his yards per carry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were going to do that. Yeah. So he's, he's only slightly buzzed. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, what's the fantasy impact if I would say more when he's suspended, but who knows? Um, for the Broncos, Tell it's me. obviously obviously good news uh, for Philip Lindsay. Great news, yeah, but they got a tough matchup. I think they're playing New England this week, if I'm correct. So, yeah, not the greatest matchup, but if he's alone in that backfield even for a week or two, then you know he becomes a you know a fairly easy start, I guess. But that's Pretty much, think the only like impact I can really think of. Who's is there? A, what's the third back? Um, Royce Ryan. Freeman. Royce Freeman okay. might get it, might get some touches, but I can't imagine he's super involved. Who knows? Just but. Involved. Not super involved. Just involved. Me. I mean, uh, the, the team had a good they had a good rushing attack last year with Freeman and uh, and Philip Lindsay. So I mean, I, I don't think the team really misses him as much. Maybe at the goal line, if he, I don't know, he's big. But I think it's more of a fuck my team if I had Christian McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon or you know one of the injured backs or Love Bell for instance. Uh, yeah, Love. Yeah, Spoiler having, alert: You've already <laughs> heard the news because you were listening to this probably on Thursday. Uh, Nick, Nick, do you want Gordon back? You sure about that? I'm, I'm selling really low. <laughs> no, Dave, uh, you can keep him. All right. I wish, really wish, me and Jay had really come to a deal there that involved me getting rid of Gordon, but. Uh, he was a kind did. of a buy for me up until this DUI. I know. I felt like his value had dropped so much that he was kind of, if you're going to want to make a run in the league, he was a good value. But now three games out on a career that is potentially winding down a little faster than it was, I don't know, probably six or seven beers before that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, Michael Thomas was, was suspended. 
for week five after an altercation with a teammate. Are you guys worried at all about this news, or do you have anything to to add to that? I'm, it's a it's a little it's a little vague, but I guess. Um, I mean, I if if you if you follow Michael Thomas on Twitter, you know that he may be someone that <clears throat> can easily be upset. He's someone that lashes out constantly on Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, this is this is concerning. This is like the diva type stuff that we've seen from. Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, things like that. I mean, it's something to monitor right now. Is it someone that I'm going to say, yeah, absolutely sell him right now? No, probably not, but it's concerning. Mm-hmm. I think the he's uh, got a lot of passion, you know. Yeah, I think I think there's a difference between passion though and arrogance. And mm-hmm. like, I think what kind of started to turn me off of my, uh, of, of Michael Thomas, not necessarily as the football player, but maybe just as a locker room guy, and maybe he started to have some question marks is in the summer when he was like. You know, basically saying, I'm the best. No one can touch me. You suck. Like, just kind of in Twitter fights with people. And he just seems to be a bit, like Nick said, a bit of a diva. And sometimes that can be good. Like, sometimes that is just competitive spirit. And other times it could be Antonio Brown. But that usually re- results in some mental illness behind that. I don't think that's the issue here. I think it's more just kind of cockiness and arrogance. Terrell Owens-ish. Yeah, exactly. I mean, T.O. Yeah, Randy Moss had some and dust yeah. from time to time but you know that usually kind of maybe what spurns some of these guys on and makes them as good as they are okay. well, i guess we are due I'm, for uh, all these guys. i'm monitoring i don't think it's a sell like nick was saying but i'm definitely monitoring the situation but and by that i mean having people read it in a report not really monitoring anything i'm just going to watch the internets but I all right so i should, I'd be, so I'd I should be thinking moved. about it I should have moved Gordon and Thomas by now. No. I haven't. <laughs> I, I think you wait till maybe if you're going to move Michael Thomas, you wait till he comes back and has a couple of really good games and people get excited about him again and forget about this altercation and maybe maybe, maybe just kind of distance yourself from this. There's a lot, a lot of really good young wide receivers that you could probably get back for him. You know, might be something to consider. I mean, if that's the case too, I mean, and, and not just talking with Michael Thomas because he's having issues, but, you know, I'd suggest that you put feelers out for your own player sometimes sometimes you know in your mind you may have okay this is what i value this player at but maybe no one around else in your league values that player like that or maybe they value them more there's nothing wrong with starting up a conversation with someone you know sending out a trade proposal something like that and see what happens you never know what it might where it may take you You may end up with a deal you absolutely can't turn down so uh kind of like jay saying wait for him to come back blow it up Maybe put some feelers out and see what happens. Usually that works. Like usually waiting for the guy to do that works. With Antonio Brown, we saw that didn't work. I don't think it's the same here. I've seen some people talk about like compare the two. I don't think they're really comparable. I think you're looking more Terrell Owens. You're looking more Randy Moss. You're looking, you know, more more on that on that vein. So I'm not worried that like he's his value is going to plummet in a week like Antonio Brown's did. Like that's that's not the same thing. So Nick, you're saying cop a feel then? Cop a yes. Cop a feel and see if anybody. Yeah, never works for me. Put some feelers out, Dave. That was actually uh, Nick's Nick's name when he used to perform Magic. It was a David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not allowed Walmart anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Let Bell has the bell told on this bell cow career. These right. jokes are great, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> They're way better than your usual ones. <laughs> Um, Adam uh, Schefter uh, Jets tried to uh, trade Le'Veon Bell for weeks dating back to last year's trade deadline. There were no takers clearly. Uh, Tonight they released him 
Bell now is a free agent. Can you play the Wilson Phillips release me song? Dave, I can play anything you want, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I have to look uh, up what Wilson Phillips is, but I can play that. Yeah, no <laughs> idea what that is, but <laughs> fuck you guys. All right, so uh, yeah, are so you he's a time like, traveler? <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure all this out. Are you a time traveler? Are, are you from the 70s, 80s, or 90s, and you're just been here a long time, stuck? I just spent a lot of time there. Like, um, do you need some plutonium or something? Like, <laughs> at one point, how can we get you back on. to where you're happy? <laughs> uh, so. Guys, um, talk about this, please, because uh, it's not in yellow anymore. Um, possible teams, things like that. I think the first thing that jumps out is normally when you see a running back cut or released or traded or whatever, injured, usually you want to jump out and try and grab that, you know, any other running back on that team. I don't know if that's the case this time. I guess LaMichael P. Ryan's probably the best bet, but you know it's an Adam Gase offense, so this probably means Frank Gorge is going to end up getting more touches, which is you know, super exciting for fantasy. But if you're looking for a flyer there, I guess it's LaMichael P. Ryan. Like you're being serious for a second. <laughs> yeah. No, it is not exciting. Uh, yeah, I think Frank Gore is vaulted up into my top 10 dynasty running backs right now. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is Frank Gore needs a chairlift to vault up anything anymore <laughs> these days. Uh, I, I don't I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't. Like a lot of people are speculating. Um I think even Doug Peterson came out and said we have our three down back. We don't we're not interested. Yes. Um That was nice to see. There's been there's been a bit of news. There's been some there's been some you know, some some rumors here and there. I have no idea where he's going to go. I don't think it really affects his value for me. I don't think his value has been great the last couple of years. I mean, he's what, no. is, what has it been, three or four years since he's been a, like a fantasy running back that you could trust? Basically. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I own one share. I should have traded him four years ago, three years ago. But at this point, like, just hold on and hope for the best. And if you can get him for nothing, I mean, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a ticket. It's a yeah. lottery ticket for sure. Yeah, I think Vegas right now has the odds of, I think it's Chicago, Kansas City, and the Steelers are the three highest. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where he goes, I don't think he has a you know he probably doesn't have a ton of standalone value. He probably just crushes the value of the other running backs there. So yeah. if you own a back on one of these teams, that's shitty. Well, yeah. imagine yeah. Kansas City. Ugh. Yeah, the I've, heard, I've heard Kansas. I've heard Kansas City uh, has been the kind yeah. of the one I've heard the most so far too. But or red, I didn't hear shit. Nobody calls me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I've read. I, I don't know where he goes, but like Ty said, it's gonna crush. Gonna crush somebody. Speaking of crushing, uh shit. Uh didn't mean to do that, but uh Dak Prescott injury. Oh, that's uh, he has been diagnosed with a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle and is done for this season. What impact uh does this have on the Cowboys skill players? And what do you guys think of Dalton as a super flex? He's my super flex now. Is that good? Well, it's, it's too bad Romo was so far off that uh, cramp that we're hoping this is just a cramp. Um, we can see his bone, dude. <laughs> yeah. can see that uh, bone. It doesn't look cramped. I still haven't watched it. I'm still not ever going to watch yeah. it. I can't I can't well, stand I, those things. At, at least we know Romo's a half glass full type guy. I suppose that cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, I love Romo a little bit. Yeah, he's Nick, a little bit off there. Tony Romo's not a half glass full. He's an ankle half hanging off kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard, allegedly, from what I've heard. So we got a small sample of Dalton in week five. Uh, I, I certainly got him in my mind. He's, he's, sl- he's slated to get 17.66 
points in standard format leagues. So I'm excited to have him as uh, since my play flex of Haskins isn't uh, quite working out. <laughs> no, that's not working. No. <laughs> my 0 and 5 team. No, I think Dalton becomes he, he automatically becomes a streaming quarterback on that yeah. offense. He's he's playing in a better offense than you know he ever got to in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, and in super flex leagues, he he could be a quarterback too for the rest of the year that you're going to start pretty confidently. You yeah. know, Mark Cooper, C. Lamb, Michael Gallup. But those are some great targets. And obviously, Cowboys fans didn't want Andy Dalton starting for them. But as far as backups to come in and play, like it's, it's not bad. He's got started for what nine years in the NFL. Like he'll he'll be okay in that offense. Yeah, as long as he hasn't lost his confidence, I think that's the only thing. If he if he's got his head on, like he's obviously got the talent. So if he's got the confidence and and has one good game and then he gets going, assuming they keep going with him, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's yeah. gonna be. Uh, Definitely. He's got the he's got the talent to be a to be a middling or slightly better than middling quarterback in the NFL, and right, yeah. so, that, so that shouldn't kill the fantasy value of Cooper, Lamb, or Gallup. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you have to see it kind of play out. Michael Gallup actually was targeted a couple of times on that final drive, the game winning drive by Dalton. He ended up with three receptions, sixty five yards when Dalton was in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can read too much into that. I don't know if that means he's going to start using Gallup a little bit more than the Cowboys had been. You probably can't read that out of the limited time that he's played. But all three of these receivers are good enough to to make it work with Dalton. So. Yeah, he's got the the pieces to be successful for sure. AJ Green yeah, is successful have... with him. That's all. For, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I mean, Ty, I, I'm right with you there. I think he's absolutely a QB two. If you look at Dalton's uh, QB finishes since 2013, he finished as a QB five, QB 18, 18, 13, 17, 25, and 25. So you know, I'm pretty comfortable with starting Dalton as my QB2 in a super flex, or if you needed him in a one quarterback on a stream in a bye week or something like that, it's pretty evident that his offense is much upgraded than it ever was in Cincinnati. So I think he should be okay in Dallas. There's definitely worse options that are out there at the moment. So I'd be pretty comfortable with Dalton right now. He is instantly the best fantasy quarterback in that division. I think. Is that, is that, that's too a much. Who else is in there? It's uh, all Carson. Carson Wentz is awful. Daniel Jones. Jones, Jones still is fumbling. He's and Dwayne Dwayne Hoskins and everyone watching Kyle is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. So you're right. You're 100 percent right, Dave. He is. It's not particularly close. I mean, that's kind of sad. Yeah. What I'm saying is, don't own any quarterback in that division. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hang on to Jones. Jones. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to start him, but uh, I'm still holding out that he'll be. Uh, well, I'll be able to get the double digits anyway. Uh, we'll start from there. My, a, my big thought. Points sorry, my big thought when this happened was, how much did this drop Dak Prescott's value? Because I wouldn't mind having a sniff at that. That's a good point, Jay. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, didn't think of that. Uh, that's why I'm zero yep. five. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, superflex. If you're out of it this year, if you have an zero five team like Dave, oh yeah, just mentioned. Oh yeah, like maybe, you know, maybe put a feeler out. See if you can don't trade your first because you're zero five. But you know, see if you can trade yeah. another player and add Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he will be playing next year, assuming he you know is healthy enough yeah. to do so, and he'll be dominant somewhere for fantasy again. So, yeah, that's good. Even point. if it's not Dallas, yeah, he's still he's, I so, believe in the talent for sure. I'll take a look at all my own five teams and take a look and see where Zach uh, Dak is, and go from there. All uh, right, staying in Dallas, uh, let's talk a little bit about CD Lamb, most receiving yards through. A receiver's first five games of their career since 1990. 
Number one was Anquan Bolden. Uh, 22, 497 uh, yards. Uh, 22 must be his age. It is. Thank you. Randy Moss. <laughs> I don't know what year it is, Jay. You know that. That was a time travel. We got lost. Yeah. Uh, Randy Moss at the young age of 21, but 463. Then CD Lamb slides in nicely at number three at 433 yards, and he is 21. AJ Green, a bit of a, a later rookie, uh, 402. And then rounding it, oh, Andre Johnson. I remember this guy, a little Houston person. Uh, 22. Uh, <laughs> 395. Uh, I couldn't remember if they were the Oilers when he played. How, uh, no, it wasn't that, it was that long ago. Wasn't that long ago. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't know. He, re- uh, he retired when you were starting your rebuild. <laughs> uh, 395. So there you go. That's um, uh, pause for discussion. Told you if you put a yellow, you'd read it. I know. I know. also colon uh cd lamb is the second player ever to have at least five receptions in each of his first five career games joining oh my god i didn't read ahead this time my good old friend terry glenn New England Patriot, 1960 uh 96 96 uh yeah so i haven't seen that name uh, in a long time but wow there you go and yeah. and discuss this class well, is uh, different now. Fantastic! <laughs> I think the uh, I would like to uh, maybe maybe at a later date, maybe redo the uh, rookie draft and the you know first couple of yep. rounds of a dynasty draft because Ceedee Lamb for me is definitely. I mean, he's one. always ahead of Judy for me, but I think at this point now, um, it's not even close in my in my eyes. Inarguable. It's two different tiers. Yep. Like I I, I, mean, I don't think Jerry Judy's the best wide receiver on his team. Never mind better than Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, good point. If if you think about it, you could you could in a PPR, I might say CD Lamb might be the number one overall rookie to own right now. It's not full PPR. Yeah, yeah, full, full PPR. PPR. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I think. You know, I would have him ahead of all the running backs. He's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute stud, and um, he's been a relevation for sure. I don't I don't think yeah. Jerry Judy's really been that bad. Like he's had some kind of guffaws and stuff. I just think CeeDee Lamb has shown, like, and CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson, for me, have been probably the two receivers. Like, Justin Jefferson, I kind of, I didn't get a single share of. I really did want to share. Um, he's really impressed me, too. But I think him and CeeDee, uh, Justin Jefferson and Judy, Judy, ugh, that's, that's tough for me. I man. think Judy, I think to be fair to Judy, though, like, he suffered from horrendous quarterback play. Absolutely. Like, has been out. Brett like, Ritten, Driscoll yeah. and everyone else has been pretty bad. I just don't know if he's going to pass Cortland Sutton. That's number one on that team. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, is he related he to Mark Rippon? Is he related to Mark Rippon? It's his son, yeah. Oh, it is, eh? Yeah. Washington Redskins. Yeah, I remember playing with him in Tecmo Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> 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 you guys ever played Tecmo Super Bowl? Te- te- best te- football te- game te- ever. Tecmo Solid. I don't know what that is. Solid game. Oh, it's the Nintendo. It started as a Nintendo football game. It's oh, Tecmo Bowl. Okay, okay. It only had six yeah. teams. And his other, you would complete a pass or it's intercepted. One of the two. There was no incompletions, basically. Then Texas well, like James Winston. Better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then running was either a four-yard loss or a twenty-yard gain. Uh, and anyways, brings back memoirs of DK uh, Metcalf become um, has. Sorry, let me just read this correctly. Uh, has DK Metcalf become a dynasty WR one? Yes. Alex? Yes. Yes. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'm not done. Look at the yellow. I'm not done here. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Don't interrupt me. Uh, Alistair Corp on Twitter uh, through their first 21 career games. Uh, Terrell, oh, there's Terrell Owens. Uh, 47 catches, 734 yards, six uh, TDs. Randy Moss, 90 catches, 1,600 yards ish, 20 TDs. Holy fuck, that's good. Uh, Calvin Johnson, 71 catches. I miss him. Uh, 1,100 uh, yards ish, uh, seven TDs. Julio Jones, 80 catches, around 1,200 um, yards, 12 TDs. And now DK Metcalf, 80 catches. 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. So, wow, that's uh, that's quite a crew. Yeah. He's kind of stuck in there, yeah. Remember when people weren't drafting him because he had a bad three-cone? <laughs> I was like, how fucking stupid is that? I don't draft people with bad three-cone. <laughs> I don't have See, the good so. news is, if you don't understand what a three-cone is, then you don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, not 100% sure what it is either. So. I, d- I know the four-cone and the two-cone, but the three-cone... I'm more of a six-cone man. <laughs> Yeah. It's basically like the NFL uses the combine to test agility, but I mean, really, oh, I know what it is. Any, anyone in fantasy, really, yeah. for you know, if they drop DK to begin with, I mean, the NFL evaluators dropped it to the third round. They're the ones yeah. that look like fools, really. And I think, yeah, there was, was one Russell seven eight Wilson, wide receivers went ahead of them, which is crazy. But yep. Yeah. Um, how high do you have these guys, Lamb and Metcalf, in your dynasty? Wide receiver rankings. We just talked about Lamb. Obviously, he's moved up some slots. You got Thomas. Yeah. Uh, do, you want, do you want me to read these guys off, or do you want to? Well, Nick, uh, I think we were talking before we started recording. I think Nick, you said, uh, "Where are these two going now?" In so, ADP? yeah. So October ADP, DK, ADP DK Metcalf is up to the fifth overall wide receiver. He was 14th in September, mm-hmm. and CD Lamb is number 14 in October. And he is up from nineteen. I was gonna say nineteen. I should have. You should have said it. I should have. So climbing, and I think Lamb will probably be in the top ten by November. I think, uh, yeah, Metcalf at wide receiver five. That sounds about right to me. And Lamb is in my top ten already. Yep, it's number nine for me. I think uh, the the only guys that I put, like I would put Devontae Adams. Uh, slightly ahead of Metcalf and definitely ahead of CeeDee Lamb. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Calvin Ridley, Chris Godwin. There's a little more flux in that situation. I think a lot of the times when we look at these guys, how, wh- what quarterback are they tied to? Like, I feel, I feel like Tyreek Hill is, is a very young player that I'd have a hard time ranking him where consensus has him just because he's tied to Pat Mahomes in the same way that DK Metcalf is tied to Russell Wilson, who's just been fucking lights out. Uh, Calvin Ridley makes me a little nervous just because, you know, <laughs> the Julio, thing. Julio and the and, when and Matt Ryan gone, shit. he's not as good. Matt Ryan has been shit. Um, it, it, it's tougher that way. I mean, Mike Evans, like we've seen what Mike Evans has been with Tom Brady. It's completely touchdown dependent. So yep. like TK Metcalf is about as guaranteed as you get here outside of Devonta Adams, Michael Thomas, if he plays with Drew Brees this season. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I don't know, man. Cooper's got some question marks. Galladay's got some health concerns. And Matt Stafford and the Lions. I mean, that's always a, you know, it's a bit of a variable there. It's tough. Terry McLaurin. I think AJ Brown's in that. Yeah. 
He's Absolutely. a guy I would have up near that five as well because he's been pretty consistent. But you make great points about the sure. other guys having injuries and inconsistencies. I think these wide receivers that are tied to these great quarterbacks, I think I think that's got to count for something too. Absolutely. You know, I think pure talent aside, I think you know Devonta Adams being with you know Jordan Love and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, I think that makes a big difference. And Tannehill, mm-hmm. Tannehill's been good. I mean, you can't take anything away from Tannehill this year. He just fucking slayed the Bills. I mean, the, the the interceptions are what kind of changed that game. But Did you guys see that stat floating around? No. I think it was no. over the last 14 games. Ryan Tannehill pretty much has the exact same numbers as Patrick Mahomes. Actually, a little bit better in some areas. I think he had more touchdowns. What? So, I mean, he's That's been crazy. damn good. That's nuts. So, so what you're sell- saying is Dave should trade Pat Mahomes for Ryan Tannehill in a second? Yeah! In any, in any league where I have Tannehill, yes, do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking a third, but do you think a second? Okay. So you're telling me that a quarterback gets away from Adam Gase and has some potential? He could be as good as Pat Mahomes was over a 14-game stretch? <laughs> He's crazy. Get away from Adam Gase. Maybe, maybe Lev Bell is going to be the, uh, the oh, fantasy running back I one now. think just... about that. Sam Darnold, yes. the effect of leaving yeah. Gase. Apparently getting away from Gase is the equivalency to getting superpowers. Pretty yeah. much. Speaking of... Well, not speaking of superpowers, but let's move on to a birth and rebirth. Giving birth is, is a superpower, Dave. As that, that's a good point. So um, being rebirth is mean you've been born and you're going to do it again. Uh, let's start with, okay, so those of you who know, Jamison Crowder. What's the deal with him? Possible rebirth here, Jamison? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I got. Talk to me. <laughs> My Jerry Seinfeld impersonation is about 50% worse than yours. Oh, God. Jimmy Fallon is a really good one. Straight up. Yes. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about James Crowder, though. I mean, um, well, he's been a wide receiver one when he's played. Yeah. Three games this season, seven receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Another seven receptions, 104 yards, eight receptions, 116 and a touchdown. I don't know how long this is going to continue for, but as of right now, it's tough to keep him out of your lineup, especially in a PPR league. He gets targets. And in PPR prior to week five, he was the PPR wide receiver number two in average points per game. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I, yeah. The one stat for me that kind of stood out was the fact that it's in yellow and Dave was about to read it. Oh. He's got two <laughs> touchdowns and he doesn't have any end zone targets. Steal my shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. Uh... Impressive. I feel like we're watching Jarvis Landry in Miami when he had that one year where he just had a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Jarvis Landry's a better wide receiver than Jamison Crowder, but they both kind of fill a similar similar niche where in PPR and half PPR, they were always kind of darlings there. Um, I mean, how many targets has he had without a target in the end zone? Dave? I don't know. 33. 33. 33. 33. Right 33. Him and Brandon Cooks at 33. And... Uh, then uh, most targets, yeah, so 33, and then you have Evan Ingram at 32, Robert Woods at 31, and Chanel, Chanel at 28, Fitzgerald at 25, Renfro, then a bunch of guys, Renfro, Samuel, and G. Tate, because there's a few different Tates, uh, 23, then Claypool, D. Jackson, Zach Kuyas, yep, 20. Perfect. Is that? Um, you know, he kind of reminds me. I don't know why. Maybe you correct me if I'm wrong or agree with me if you think I'm great. I'm Jameson Crowder, and I could put him in the same categories as Robbie Anderson. 
I don't know why. I don't Is it just because they both played for the Jets? Yeah, they're pretty I? different receivers. Yeah. Also, I'm wrong. One's pure yeah, volume, yeah. the other one's a burner. Yeah. But Robbie Anderson's getting good volume in Carolina. Yeah. He certainly is. He's also, always he's always been a good outside guy. <laughs> two of the receiving yards per game leaders this year. <laughs> Jameson Crowder first, 111 yards. DeAndre Hopkins second, 105. Diggs at 100. DK Metcalf 99, then five. Robbie Anderson at 97.8 yards per game. So Anyway, it was some game. Mr. Strickland got up under more balls than a midget hooker. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did that? What? Did you edit that? Is yeah. that Nick? <laughs> I am. <didn't>. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're the gas man. Uh, okay. Todd Gurley, rebirth. Dot, 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 maybe. You think so? He had 14 rushing attempts, 121 yards, and a touchdown this week. Gurley had five TD and five as five TDs in five games this season. He is currently fourth in the NFL in rushing yards and is sitting at a 4.7 yards per carry. That's nothing new for Gurley, All right? So he's he's doing great, as I predicted, by the way. But didn't get my hands on him in redraft. I was hoping they would, because uh, yeah, he's looking good. He's looking great, and uh, I actually he just good. Not great. I threw together a bit of a thread today on advanced rushing stats, and I was surprised to find some of the numbers on Gurley. Right now, he's sixth in the NFL in broken tackle rate, and he's ranked eleventh in yards after contact. So he's not just a He's not plodding along. He's actually looking like he's got a little bit of juice left in his life, in his legs. And uh, he's a guy that, you know, if you're a contender, I'd be looking to acquire him because I, I think he's going to be able to help you down the stretch. Yep. I will say just uh, just to add on to that point, though, I think before this week, he blew up against the Panthers. I think he was averaging like 3.7 yards carry before that. So he was kind of looking more like the Todd Gurley had become accustomed to before this week. But next three games for Gurley are Minnesota, Detroit, and Carolina. So I guess Carolina again, who we ran all over this week. Detroit is allowing like, the most fantasy points to uh, fantasy running backs this year. And Minnesota's middling. Their defense is uh, a little bit injured and fairly young. So he's got a pretty good chance to you know, have some more plus matchups. So if you're a contender, he might be you know, a guy that can help your team. But if you're not a contender, he might be a guy that you can you know, actually get a little bit of value back for. But it didn't seem like that was going to happen with Todd Gurley over the last year and a half. So I think Matt Ryan's helped that too by not being able to throw the football. Yeah, and as long as yeah. with Julio Jones out, I mean, as long as they're not throwing the football, someone's got to run the ball in the end zone. They're going to score some points. Todd Gurley, when Todd Gurley gets touchdowns, he's interesting. He mm-hmm. is. I mean, you talk to him, and he's interesting too. He's a World War II buff as well. Actually, very interesting guy. No, not at all. Okay. Um, I actually it? believed you, Dave. <laughs> you throw enough strange statistics and knowledge uh, out there. Yeah. This is probably legit right yeah, now. That could be a sociopath. Like, like, <laughs> Cooper, Cooper Cup's favorite dessert. Apple yeah. strudel. Apple strudel. True story. <laughs> really? No. Apple. Not at all. Maybe. Um, is, it time, is it time to break out the cigars for Mike Davis? Because since taking over for Christian McCaffrey at the start in, uh, as a starter week number three, Mike Davis has 219 rushing yards, sixth most in the NFL, 22 catches, most amongst RB, 132 receiving yards, fourth amongst RB, and 75.1 fantasy points, more than any other RB so far in that time. Also, he has legitimately looked good on the field. Is this true? Is he looking good out there, fellas? Yeah, he's looking great. Okay. Yeah, handsome fella. 
this bald head. <laughs> I love a good shiny bald yeah. head. His teammates call him Milk Dude because they say he looks like a Milk Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh. I'm going to believe that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is true. Oh, be. sweet. Got it. You can't make up that's shit great. like that. Even better. <laughs> oh, yeah. He uh, looks good, man. He looked good out there. Yeah, just a couple of numbers on Davis that I have uh, through the first four weeks. I don't have them this week, but uh, his O-line rank in yards before carry is dead last. But despite that, he has a yards after uh, yards after contact, which ranks third, and his broken tackle rate is number one for all running for all rushers in the NFL right now. That's hot. So those are those are elite elite numbers that he's showing, and he's he's a guy that I mean, listen, even with McCaffrey coming back, I would probably look to acquire him. You know, is the ultimate handcuff right now because he's been putting up outstanding numbers. Like Madison handcuff numbers. Yeah, see, I'm going to go uh, cautious on this one. I think a lot of people are going to spend some fab on him. They're going to put, they're going to maybe pay too much for him. Uh, as a handcuff, I 100% buy into it. Yeah, as, as a player, he's going to be Raheem Mostert at best, where he's going to end up as an older running back that has kind of farted around the league a bit and finally found a spot. Or he's going to just fade into when we went, oh, Mike Davis is taking over for Christian McCaffrey, and no one was that excited. Um, I've yep. liked what he's shown. I just don't really understand all the hype. I think there's been a lot of hype based on a couple games. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to come back. He's going to have the same job he had when he left. Absolutely. So, Small sample size. Yeah. yeah. In a dynasty league, um, I don't know. If, if you're going to give up a piece you're not using to get him, sure. If you own Christian McCaffrey, Yes. Other than that, uh, I'm very cautious on this one. Yeah, no, I think it makes the most sense. Obviously, if you own Christian McCaffrey, he's proven he's a great handcuff. Um, if you want, if you don't, if you are the McCaffrey owner, and you don't have Mike Davis already. Wait a few weeks to acquire him. Let Christian McCaffrey come back, take some of his workload back, and then you know make a soft offer for him. See if you can get him. I mean, <laughs> worst case, you have a great you have a great handcuff. Best case, you know, he becomes like a Raheem Moser type guy that signs somewhere next year and actually plays. So, I mean, when he did come into Chicago, he signed a $6 million, it was a tier $6 million deal. I think the Bears did expect him to actually be a piece for them before drafting Dave Montgomery. And with Tariq Cohen out, they probably would be using Mike Davis now if they had him. Mm-hmm. So, he may end up signing somewhere, may have a role. Not a bad guy to have on your bench, but yeah, really more as the McCaffrey yeah. handcuff for sure. Yeah, I'm just, not expecting 27-year-old to be great next exactly. year somewhere else. Don't no. don't pay for the production he's had this year. Pay for the player that he might be next year. Excellent. Yep. Good advice. That's good advice for everyone. Uh, here's a guy I would not want to give birth to. He's massive. Chase uh, Claypool, he is. <laughs> um, looks like the Steelers will keep hitting on drafting uh, wide receivers. The last time the Steelers drafted a, a WR in the first round was Santonio Holmes. He was born in San Antonio in 2006. Well, he wasn't born in 2006, but uh, since the then they have, <laughs> yeah, since then they have selected these wide receivers in the second round or later: Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Mark Havens, Bryant, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. Well, that's a lot of names. That's a lot of good so, names, mo- and most of them are good names. Or just, or good players with average players. names or or good names average yeah some of them have average ability to to be humans like Martavis Bryant but yeah, yeah. or Juju Smith Schuster is a good player and a good name and yeah. a good name where James Washington's an average name and average receiver. he sounds like a like a like a Republican senator James Washington 
<laughs> doesn't sound like a doesn't sound like a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Certainly not. So yeah, he broke out, guys. Uh, woo! I love you. Did you, did you anyone have him start him? The more I watch Claypool, is he like we talked about Martavius Bryant? Is he Martavius Bryant without the off-field concerns? That's who he's really reminding me of right now. I feel I feel like he's like a Martavius Bryant in a tight end body with the same speed almost. Like it's crazy. Yeah, like Claypool's been unreal. I know you were really high on him, Nick, uh, coming in, coming out of the draft, coming into the draft, and especially when he went to Pittsburgh. Um, I was high on him mostly because he's Canadian. I think that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting for me, of course. Uh, but fuck, man, that was a, that was a hell of a breakout. That was a huge breakout. Are, are you going to pay on that breakout, or are you going to pay on the fact that he's still probably behind Juju and uh, and Deontay Johnson? Yeah, when Deontay Johnson has been outstanding this year too, when he's played. So when Johnson's back, he's going to command a ton of targets. And they get to expect Claypool to, you know, take a back seat some weeks. But in Dynasty, like, yeah, you have to wonder if Juju Smith Schuster is going to command a high salary yep. next year. Mm-hmm. It's like, do the Steelers just move on and go ahead with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, James Good Washington, question. and then go ahead and draft another wide receiver in the third round? That's probably gonna be a stud too. I think that's the smart thing to do for sure. And I love Juju as a human being, as a as a NFL wide receiver, he's a great player, but I don't think he's gonna be worth the salary he's gonna command. Absolutely, and he'll be fine. He'll land on his feet somewhere else. He's he's a guy that could transition and still be a pretty effective wide receiver. Yeah, he's still like what twenty two. Exactly. And we saw this year, like with that that whole narrative of wide receivers changing teams and not being good anymore. I mean, look at the receiving yards yards uh, per game leaders that I just read off a few minutes ago. If Jameson Crowder, DeAndre Hopkins, Steph Diggs, Robbie Anderson, the only person that was drafted by their team is DK Metcalf in the top five. Mm. So Juju, he could be fine. He could move on, but. If that does happen, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson are the Steelers kind of one two next year. One two punch. That's a mm. crazy stat too. When you think about like this is the year we thought that changing teams was going to be a death nail in some fantasy coffins, just because there was no preseason. The preseason was the regular season. Some teams could hardly practice. That, that's that's it's interesting to see, especially this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the key to changing teams is uh, to not practice with the team, <laughs> have a couple of Zoom meetings, and you're and you're fine. Yep. All right, fellas, we're gonna move on to something. It's a more of a sadder, sadder note. These are this is our obituary section. Um, these people aren't actually really dead in real life. No concern there, but their <laughs> fantasy careers um, might be dead. Um, let's start off. Uh, Matt Ryan is he in the obituary? Is Matty Ice on ice? Great joke, Dave. Great joke. Great joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, really, is he on ice or what? Is he? Is he? Is his? I mean, he has been fantastic fantasy wise, and then all of a sudden he just kind of. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? He's been like on and off, wasn't he? We talked about him once. One yeah. year, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Chris, sorry. I. Yeah. So is he permanently? Yeah, on ice. So. Oh, what is he? Thirty six, thirty seven. Yep. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 past his prime. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, if you can't do it with the weapons, uh, I mean, he's got great receiving core there. So you got to wonder how much of his uh, past success has been on the sh- shoulders of Julio Jones as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly it doesn't hurt and not he having Julio sucks. right now. He actually sucks. He just had a yeah. That's a good point. It's amazing how not having Julio just makes the entire team so much worse, though. Like yeah, Cal- Calvin Ridley's does. not as good. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Looks like a different quarterback entirely. 
Yeah. Um, I, I have no interest in him. I don't care where he goes. I don't have much interest in him at all. I don't. I, no, there are, there are rumors of trade that he could be traded. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't man. know that it matters. I, apparently, the Bears are a team that has been talking about it. I mean, that's he's probably an upgrade for the Bears. Oh, everybody's not, an upgrade for the Bears. <laughs> not sure he's a massive upgrade on a lot of teams right now, but he was the backup in um, Atlanta. Refresh my memory, quarterback. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, yeah, it's just one guy. Just never like, one of the backups. I just I'm gonna look because Ryan. Look Ryan's an Iron Man. Like he doesn't miss time to injury typically. So I'm just no, curious but, if they would sit him at some point just to try out the backup or yeah, it's Matt I mean, Schaub. Oh Matt shit! Schaub, so, oh, okay, so, 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 they, so, so they don't have a backup. So, so 40, another 40 year old quarterback that sucks. So they got another young kid with everything to prove. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. With Dan Quinn gone though, the teams that have five, you never know what they're going to do. What they could yeah, try? Maybe they up. trade Matt Ryan. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Sell high while you still can, right? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sell low while you still can. Yeah. Sell it while you could. Someone's still willing to pay something for it yeah. would be the fucking odd, ultimate. Yeah, I don't think you're selling high in this. Anybody in this category no. you know, we've come to here. Uh, next on the list, Zach He sure hurts your fantasy team. <laughs> terrible, Jay. <laughs> Are my Kay. jokes actually this bad? Confession: I wrote Dave's jokes this week. Yeah, but. The they next, the next one's actually pretty funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, so does the uh, does this hurt? I mean, we were just talking about Ertz not too long ago, still being pretty good. So now he's not. No, he's terrible. What's going on? He's been, he's been awful. No, if, you, if you've been watching him, no, he's not. No, I don't watch too many Eagles games, so I'm not going to lie to you. I I don't blame you this year. Mm-hmm. It's just been a dumpster fire. The whole team's yeah. a dumpster fire. Like I, if I owned an eagle right now, I would not be trading them. Maybe Zach, maybe Zach Ertz, just because like the name still might have some value. But like Carson Wentz, dumpster fire. Jalen Regor, thankfully he's in the infirmary and the fire has not reached him yet. Like <laughs> Alshon's out. Djax, Goddard. Like the only guy in that team I'm really interested Alshon's in. Regor oh, and Goddard, oh. I'm definitely interested in. Other than that, man, oh fuck. You you missed yeah. the Alshon train two years ago to sell him, but. Him and uh, was is uh, G Deshaun uh, out again? Of course. Yeah, he's been out. Yeah, the last two weeks without That's Dallas it. Goddard, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon's out. Jackson, 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 Jackson. <laughs> Zach Ertz has five catches for fifteen total yards and no touchdowns. <sighs> like he has been abysmal. You cannot, you can, you just cannot have him in your lineup right now. <sighs> and watch That's it, watch bad. him play. He he looks slow. He looks bad. Jackson five number of yeah. games he plays every year. And that team's been decimated by injuries. That O line is just fucking destroyed right now. Like, decimated. Like man, it's 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 not fun to watch. All right, so we'll just put the oh, whole Miles Eagles Sanders. Team. I like Miles Sanders. Let's, okay. let's not forget about him. Okay, other than Sanders, so Sanders, whole, Goddard, and Regor. Other than that, ooh. So it's almost like the obituary is like it's almost like a team bus <laughs> got. <laughs> Got killed here. <laughs> the yeah. whole it's, like, team. it's like it's like that movie Alive, and Miles Sanders just eating the rest of his team. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all the that's all there is to feed on. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, nothing, um, moving on to the next guy, Philip Rivers, obituary. He's been dead a while though. A little smelly. There, nailed it. I nailed that one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was gonna upgrade to a little stinky, but you know I want to stay true to the, the joke. So he's uh 
Yeah, he's. Uh, he, I have him. I didn't think he'd be doing this poorly for me. I just. I didn't pick him up as my. I just picked him up as my flex in a redraft league uh, late, so I could spend on um, some receivers and running backs. But I still thought he would put up 14, 15 points a week. Lucky to get 10, 10 points out of him. So he's garbage. He's dead to me. Uh, is he? Is that it? Like he's. I mean, honestly, I have him in a couple Superflex leagues. You're better off starting a wide receiver in yes. a Superflex spot than Philip Rivers. Right <laughs> Philip Rivers, Daniel and Jones, like, just put him on your bench. Like he just looks bad. And watching him play his little sidearm shot put shit that he does, it, it, it just seems more noticeably bad than it did in years past. Did, did you see the interview by Frank Wright, though, when he talked about Rivers and he said he studied his film from the year before and his arm looked just as good as it did 10 years ago? What? I, th- yeah. I think Frank Wright yeah. actually was watching a VHS from 15 years ago. <laughs> I think I think Frank Wright needs some glasses because Rivers has been done. Like, his arm looks awful. I'd rather start Frank Wright, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather start one of, one of Rivers' 18 kids. Yeah. With that O-line, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. I think the best stat out there, I think Ty put it in the doc, Ryan McDowell on Twitter at RyanMC23. At his current pace, Philip Rivers won't pass Dak Prescott in fantasy points until week 14. And then I wrote, he has a better ankle, though. So he's got that going for him, <laughs> which is yeah. nice. That's, yeah. that's, that's all he has going for him over Dak. That's crazy, though. Well, if you're looking for a quarterback, you want somebody cheap to pick up in a Superflex league, Maybe ask about Jacoby Brissett because it's not impossible <laughs> that he starts some games. Yeah. The Colts are a good team; they're going to win games. They're going to be in the playoff hunt, so you know they they won't switch off Rivers if they don't have to. You think we'll but see Jacob Eason? It's not possible. Hey, yeah, there's a name I forgot about. I drafted him. Who? Jacob Eason. Oh yeah, Eason. Quarterback you guys made fun of him when I when I drafted him. Or no, 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 that that was Matt Barkley. No, well, you, there's a lot of moments where I've been made fun of, but Easton was one of them. I think it was in a mock draft, actually. So, I got mocked in a mock draft for Easton. But yeah, that'd be nice to see. I mean, I think if the if, think if the Colts start losing and they're out of the playoff hunt, it wouldn't surprise me if Easton is given some games just to see what they, see what see they, if they what they have with them. Showcase them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their defense is too good to their defense is good to really be out of it. I think yeah. if anything, I think they, they make a switch. It's it's back to Jacoby Brissett. Back to JB. Um, Alex Smith rebirth or obituary? I don't know. Uh, he's completing his comeback from a major 2018 leg injury. Struggled against the Rams, sat six times, and pressured throughout the second half. He still has legs though, so that's nice. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Well, he almost he, he almost lost it, Dave. That's not funny to make fun of that. No, it's yeah, not. Dave. What the fuck you set me up here? <laughs> I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> it was, uh, it was that, nice to see Alex Smith come back. Yeah, just to see him play again. That was like just the, probably you know the the better story for the one of the better stories of the week. But yeah, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith. I got them both. Look all right, didn't they? Yeah, I got them both. I got them both in the hey guys, league. I got all three of them. Quick question. If I was to say there's a movie out there and Alex Smith's comeback reminded you of a movie, would it be Carrie? Because it reminded me of fucking Carrie when she gets the cow's blood dumped in her at at that old line. I was going to say Forrest Gump and he's Lieutenant Dan. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I haven't seen these movies. You guys are spoiling these movies for me. Dave, they're old. Dave, you haven't seen Forrest Gump? No. It's good. What? What? Don't. you're, You're lying. 
<laughs> Maybe. Um, Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, this one was supposed to be in the birth section. I fucked up when I was editing the doc. Oh, yeah. Well, he's born he here. He hasn't died. Right now. He's just a young pup. <laughs> I was going to say. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, this guy doesn't belong here, but I think he's worth talking about. He's definitely worth talking about. He's a Viking. He's a Vikings tight end. For those who don't know, he hasn't done anything yet, really. Though I think the biggest thing about no. him is the fact that he ran seventy-two percent of pass routes on the team's plays against the Seahawks. I mean, four or five targets, sixty-four yards, wasn't a huge thing. Like it's not like he blew up, but the fact that his usage is going up, and you look at Week Four where he ran twelve pass routes against Houston. I mean, Kyle Rudolph can't play forever, and he shouldn't because he's not that good. <laughs> and Irv Smith Jr. was a fairly young tight end when he was drafted, and I think we were all pretty excited about him when he came into the league. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, but no, he does te- no, but he does tend to get a little bit better as the season goes on. It usually takes him a couple of games. We're seeing him pass a little bit better time. now. He just doesn't. Get, he takes him a while to catch on to things. <laughs> he does. It takes him a while. So you know, Justin Jefferson's getting involved now. Phelan and Jefferson are both you know becoming you know very good. Wide receiver options. I think we'll see the tight ends get a little more involved. So with Irv Smith Jr., it's it, it's all pointing up. It might take some time. It may not be this year, but this is this is a guy that in dynasty you you want to acquire. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, it's old. especially you. You yeah. don't need him this year. You need a team for next year. That's your guy for next year. Need about five teams for next year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll start one at a time. Take your, take your slow day. Don't go too fast. You'll burn yourself out. Nice and slow. Yeah. That's what she said last to me last night. Uh, Mark Ingram <laughs> is in a long-term care facility. Now, during COVID, that's not a place you really want to oh, be. Oh, Dave, that's dark. That's dark, Dave. It is dark. Wow. You've taken me to a dark place, oh, geez, Jay, Dave. and I feel right at home, actually. <laughs> in a long-term care facility? <laughs> Hi-yo! Hey. Uh, it's, 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 it's impossible. It's not possible. It's impossible to trust any Ravens back right now. Is that true? That is true. That's true, Dave. All right. Okay. Just checking. Just fucking asking. Snapshare is pretty much spread across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gussie there at 32%. Yeah. He's not the guy you want to talk about, though. I think J.K. Dobbins is the guy you want to. Well, I don't think. J.K. Dobbins is the guy you want to own in this backfield. Yeah. That's that's a gimme for sure. That's a a one-foot putt. It is, but I can't Ty, I hit those very well. Ty, you have some pretty amazing stats you've put in there about uh, Dobbins. Yes, I do. You should, should, sure. I, should, I, should sure. I read them? Sure. No, keep them, as a se- keep them as a secret. I want Trust us, they're you're real the one, good. You're the one that you're the Got one it. that found them. You, you deserve I, to sell them. I can't, I can't have anything for myself anymore. <laughs> I love the transcript. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, top qualified running backs at fantasy points per opportunity. Number one, Alvin Kamara, 1.5. Number two, DeAndre Swift, 1.49. Number three, J.K. Dobbins, 1.47. So just look for a little bit of workload out of guys like Swift and Dobbins. If anybody's getting a little bit tired of them, getting a little bit upset, you have some un- like some impatient fantasy owners in your fantasy leagues, buy Swift and Dobbins, absolutely. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins on the year also having 7.9 yards per carry and 8.1 yards per reception. That's perverse. Once this, oh. Oh, yeah, once this matches up with an appropriate workload, he's going to be a beast. Yeah, now, this is your chance now. He had a ton of value coming out of the rookie draft. A lot of people were all over him. A lot of the the more you know, the more hardcore sort of dynasty people had him you know ranked very highly amongst running backs, and rightfully so. If anybody's starting to fall off on him now. 
you, you may not have that much longer to buy him. Probably a few more weeks this season. Mm-hmm. Well, the Ravens kind of do their thing, but get in there, you know, grab Dobbins, grab Swift as well. Get in there. No, I'm going to play the role of host here. So, you guys, um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys? If you, if you had a draft today, J.K. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift, who are you taking? Dobbins. I still I still have Dobbins. Yeah. See, I've I've changed my mind. I had Swift ahead oh. of Dobbins. I'm going Dobbins yeah. now. Well, and you want to know why? Now. I don't think he's no. a better player. I just don't fucking like Matt Patricia. <laughs> wow. We'll take it out on Swift. Well, it's, he plays for the Lions, Dave. Yeah, you're right. Can't argue that. That's a freaking no. Fight. Dobbins has been great. Swift, Swift's been good in limited opportunities too. But uh, Dobbins, I think he's he's slightly leapfrogged Swift for me. Swift has to get in the end zone right now to be fantasy relevant. So we're starting to see some head coaches fall now. Bill O'Brien, Ben yeah. Quinn, Adam Gase has to be coming eventually. Matt Patricia has got to be, you know, in that next kind of that the, next group. What's the Lions' record? Uh, one in is it? They had a buy last week. They had a buy. So, okay. uh, Ty, for those who don't know, what does it mean by fantasy points per opportunity? There might be some listeners that don't know what that means, or might, there might be some hosts that don't know what that means. <laughs> there might be some <laughs> analysts that you're asking questions <laughs> to that aren't 100 sure. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the stat. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting, and I was just trying to figure out like what is an opportunity. Hey, are you it's just, a target or a carry? Yeah, right. it's like fantasy points per touch, pretty sure. Yeah. Fantasy points per touch. Yeah, I think uh, per opportunity would include targets, whereas a touch, yeah, it had to be a reception, right? Okay. okay, there you go. And the Lions, oh. the Lions are one and three. Lions are one and three. The Lions are lying at one and three. That's, uh, yeah, Bill, you, you think Bill O'Brien will look good when he starts coaching the Jets maybe next year? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. That would, be a, that would be a he Jets move. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is it you know, bad that I trade. think Bill O'Brien's an upgrade over Adam Gase? No, I was gonna say it's it's better, I guess. Oh. I was trying to think of a of a player like he would trade that's really awesome, and I thought they don't I have can't one. Think of anybody on the Jets? <laughs> they don't <laughs> have one, Dave. Davis and Crowder. Although you watch, yeah, exactly, and you watch out for Sam Darnold once he leaves Adam Gase's system. Yep. Yeah, I, I like when I saw that the uh, the Jets game was uh you know potentially going to be canceled because of COVID as well. I'm like, oh, false alarm, everything's all right. I'm like, man, even COVID doesn't want to fuck with the Jets right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, even COVID sees that roster, like, no, 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 no. That's just, just get it. This is just going to downgrade me to a lesser to a lesser pandemic. Let's, let's just get it over with. A weaken the. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think it's time that we should do a quick listener league update. I've been trying to avoid this because I'm struggling. Surprisingly enough, um, a little bit in this. I thought it was going to be great. I had Haskins in my flex. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> what went wrong? What went wrong? I had, you know, I got some, I got Allen, I got uh, other players. But, anyways, let's do a quick update just to see how uh, everyone's doing. Um, Ty, I think you're doing all right. Jay, I think, Jay, you have the standings there in front of you. Yeah, I don't, Dave, I don't, I don't think your team's that bad, man. You're 0-5, but you have more points scored than oh, okay. a few teams. Okay, uh, you have you. the I most do. points against at 702.84. The team that scored the most points the is 700.56. It's my defense, then. It's my fucking defense. You don't have a defense. 
Oh yeah. Well, why am I getting scored? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the fantasy world. Look at that. The league got Chad thirty-five sitting up top at five and zero with the most points for tie in second place at six hundred thirty-nine points. There's only a yeah, sixty-point delta between the two of them. Nick's looking pretty good, only twenty points behind tie. And then after that, it's all pretty wide open. I mean, my team's not doing so well. I'm two and three. Uh, most of the teams in the league are they're three and two or two and three. Uh, so it's all pretty wide open. I think this year, I'm just going to say this year doesn't count. It's a write off because there's no there's no way I'm I'm winning the championship. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's an asterisk. Chad and Ty. I'll say I will say at five and zero. Oh, I, I do have some uh, some draft picks on the block. Looking to get a little bit more oh. depth to my team. Dave at zero and five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I already have an awesome team. I'm just a victim of circumstances. I can add a first round and. Yeah, I mean, I got a first and a second on the block. Uh, looking for some depth here. To continue this five and zero push. So, I got Jenny on the block. <laughs> I, I think. I think when you look at this team, though, there's there's going to be some hubris and there's going to be some some negative thoughts based on on certain weeks. Uh, five weeks in, one good week can really boil your your points for and really kill your yeah. points against. So you can't look at that entirely. You got to look at from position of strength and weakness and what players do you have that you no longer believe in. What players do you have that you think you know you, you probably That's could sell them at the at their highest value. And I th- and nice. I think looking at this league, I think I think Tanner's going to make some big moves. He's two and three. I guarantee. He's a big I move guarantee guy, eh? us. Oh yeah, he he blows shit yeah. up, man. He blows the oh, shit yeah. up. He's a <laughs> nuke. So. And also, if you had a guy like uh, like Dave, you're the Saquon Barkley owner. Yeah. I mean, that, obviously, that hurts. That's your second overall pick. You know, if, you had, if you have Christian McCaffrey and you were without McCaffrey, you're probably not doing that well. Wait, I have McCaffrey. I'm five and zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ty. Thanks a lot. Humble, bra- humble brag. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think I think it's a it's a it's a classic example of what do you do in a in a league that just drafted this year. Like you're in a league, you're in a league. You guys drafted this year. You're zero and five. You're five and zero. Oh. What are your thoughts right now? Because it's not winning one year is great, but in a dynasty league, you want to be competitive year over year. So if you're five and zero oh, and you think you have a team that's going to go into the playoffs and you're going to beat the other team that you're up against. Then I think you go all in. But if you but if you're thinking, man, I've been fucking lucky, like Ty. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're thinking, man, I, I'm oh, there's some luck. I'm there. lucky. I, I don't really like my team. What do you do this year? This year of all years, what do you do? If you don't like your team, I think acquire draft picks. This is a really strong draft coming up. Mm-hmm. A ton of good running backs: you know, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard, you know, Jamar uh, Jamar Chase. There's just so many. Uh, uh, what's the tight end's name? Pitts. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's okay. going to be a lead. This is a, uh, you know, it's a tight end premium league. I think Trevor if you Lawrence. don't like your team, Trevor Lawrence and Superflex. Yeah, yeah like, this is going to be a really strong first round for this draft. If you don't love your team, acquire draft picks, second round picks, even as well. So, Ty, uh-huh. just a quick question. Say you're seventh place. Say you're two and three. You know, you've had some tough weeks. Uh, you accidentally spent $31 of your fab instead of $1 by accident <laughs> on Blake Bortles. Because <laughs> you wanted you wanted one week of one quarterback. So you're like, I'll bet a dollar just because someone else is going to bid a $0 potentially. But you actually bid, I put a three in front of that because you're on your phone and you're a little drunk. What do you do with a team that's in seventh place in two and three? Uh, looking at your team, mm-hmm. I'm not doing too much. Is that, yeah, I you got, yeah. Really good wide receiver core. You've had some uh, some bad luck with injuries. Yes, sir. Devontae Adams missed some games. I think you have uh, Michael Thomas. Michael too, Thomas, right? Devontae Adams. I have uh, Steph you have Diggs, Steph Diggs Johnson. who's elite. Deontay Johnson. Oh, wow. That is a good core. Yeah. If I were you, I'm kind of staying the course here. Justin Herbert, quarterback. DeAndre Swift. Can I tell you what I'm doing, Ty? 
Stanley oh, he Rose. No, yeah, no, no. he's gonna blow it up. I'm look. I'm looking to to get worse because I want one of those two high end running backs coming to me after this draft because my running backs fucking suck. Jarek McKinnon, David Montgomery. I mean, Jarek McKinnon. I like Jarek McKinnon. I can't. I can't speak ill of him. But I got David Montgomery. I got Mark Ingram. DeAndre Swift. I like Jordan Howard. Ugh, gross. Justice Hill. Mm, yes. I, I think I, I yep. think I did that for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate it. I can't pull the trigger on it yes. anymore. I went. I went wide receiver heavy, 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 and yeah. it's hurting me right now because running backs have been going down like crazy, and there's nothing available. Nothing. Yeah. What up? I think. Yeah. If, if if I were you, I'd I wouldn't look to get worse. I'd play the year out, kind of see what happens, but. Because you could easily end up going on a three, four game oh, for run. Sure. Devontae Adams already had his bye week. Yep. If he's healthy, he's playing the rest of the year. Just kind of see where that goes, but maybe look to see if you can get another draft pick. Mm-hmm. You like to draft as much as you should. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Robbie Anderson in your flex right now. Yep. Once your team's healthy, you can't start. Mark him. Andrews is a tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, my anyone who catches a ball on my team is amazing. Anyone who throws a ball is not bad. It's the guys that get the ball handed to them and run with it. I don't have any of those guys. No, you don't. I got Ronald Jones. Any interest in him? No. Just kidding. I need him. Good Brock, well, <laughs> I have a little bit of interest in him, actually. He's been playing a bit, but he's all right. No, but I think, but my, 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 what I was awesome. alluding to is that if you if you don't believe that your team can win a championship, then maybe you don't want to get better for this year. What? Like, I, I, yeah. think, I think the human in all of us wants to do the best we can in the moment we're in today. We don't want to be better tomorrow. We don't want to be better two years from now. We want to be better today. So I, th- I think there's there, a lot of people talk about, you know, like, let's let's pull the trigger now or let's do something now to fix this now. When in reality, that could be the worst thing you could do to your team. Because if <clears> I end <throat> up with two extra wins, let's just say I'm going to go. Let's just say I'm going to I'm going to be a 500 team. Do I want to be a 500 team or want to be a team that's that's a 400 team or a 300 team? And have that slightly better pick. I think, you know, like I think you got to look at the other teams ahead of you and look who you might be playing in the playoffs and think, can I beat these guys? I don't think I'm beating anybody right now unless my wide receivers all stay healthy and all hit. Might be anybody. I think I don't know. I don't really I don't really want to face you with Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, whatever else you had, Robbie Anderson. That's a good that's a good that's, point that's, though, Jay. It's a tough matchup. But it yeah, it's a good point. It is a good point. Now, as a real team, there's usually ethics involved with with doing that, but this is fantasy. So. There's still ethics, Dave. You never, you always put out your best lineup. Yeah, always. I'm just testing. I, I've been, I've been, in, right I've been still. in the final season of a team that had the worst team in the league, and I put in my best lineup and ended up with the second overall pick before. Yeah, you're a better man for it. That's just the way. Yep. The commissioner should ensure that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. absolutely. I agree. Let's look at. Look. I had that happen to me in the. Uh, I think it was the Ezekiel Elliott draft. And I ended up picking second overall, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Laquan Treadwell I ended up with, and I had the worst team in that league. <laughs> so that so, fucking sucked. Yeah, that sucked. Those are those are pills, and sometimes pills are big and they're tough to swallow. But some are really small, like those B12 ones. are really small. Straight up. Yeah. No. Okay. Anyway, just trying to make myself feel better. All right, guys. Well, that concludes our weekly installment of the DFL show. Bless you for tuning in. Stay real and stay on the field. Figure out what that means. That's pretty deep shit. Should have told Dak that. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Fuck. I like Dak. I like Dak. Too, <laughs> yeah, we all like Dak. That's, uh, I hope he yeah. recovers from your cramp soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> quick, Those bone uh, cramps are awful. Yeah. Look out for him next year, folks. 
Pisces. That's all I got to say. That's it. Nothing. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. <laughs>